The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Before we begin today's show, the movie podcast wants to share our support to the people of Palestine that are being senselessly attacked by the Israeli occupation force. This Ramadan was a very difficult one for many Muslims as our brothers and sisters were ripped out of their homes and beaten while trying to pray. Please check out our show notes for ways for you to support the people of Palestine during this time. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Shabazz and of course I am joined by the one, the only movie podcast team that uh, has actually changed their names. They're no longer Daniel and Anthony. They're just called the movie podcast and the other one is just called team. Is that correct, boys? Is that, is that what happened? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not a big fan of that intro. Well, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm not happy with. The decisions that were made in the past minutes. <laughs> the decisions. That, like, I went through a bunch of people and be like, guys, what do you guys think? Uh, should I do this yeah. or not? Uh, who no, approved this? Who approved this? Who was the one that wrote down? No, of course, I'm joined by Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Jay. How about yourself? Oh, you know, peachy, as they say. It's peachy. It's a beautiful day. We're recording this on a Sunday Oh, morning. Give them all of our information, why don't you? So now they know where to find us. The curtain has uh, no. been revealed. <laughs> but which Sunday? Uh, no. Right? You don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Anthony Anthony's big mind over there. Yeah. Um but we're yeah, it's it's a beautiful day. I think it's cool to be like, yeah, you know, movies came out this weekend. You know, even though some of them didn't come out here. I was going to say, what? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them didn't come out here. But movies are, you know, nature is healing a little bit. And for the, for the first time in a little while, I think at least in the States, like we're starting to see that hope coming mm-hmm. back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hope is well kill you, you know? It is. I heard about or, that you know, the hope never lets you down. I, what, what's, yeah. Which one is Ted Lasso? You know, <laughs> I think it's, it's hope. Hope. Hope's gonna kill you or something like that. Oh no, that's but that's that's the the British saying, right? That he right, right, right. Like hope, hope saying, is right? yeah. He doesn't like the saying. Yes, the hope yes, that yes. kills you. Yeah. Yes. Anthony, how are you doing today? Your eyes are huge right now. What's going on? Well, because you were talking about stuff that I didn't know, like 
get. So oh. just, I got lost. Anthony's in never trance. heard of hope before. So that's and he's like, why. what is hope? Am I saying it right? Hope? <laughs> Death? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a nice sunny day today. Hopefully I can enjoy the weather, go for a nice bike ride. Um, but yeah. Hopefully the allergies don't kill me. Yeah, hopefully they don't, man. You, you look like you're summer ready as well. Like, uh, obviously, our our fans can't see what you look like because this is a podcast and not a video, obviously. Uh, but Anthony's actually topless and kind of oiled up, I think, from what it looks like. <laughs> is that true, Anthony? Yes. 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 I'm oiled and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see that's more... Just podcast, uh, that's just a podcast. That's just a podcast attire. podcast routine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to see Anthony Topless, go ahead and follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and even our Letterbox. I don't know why he's there as well, but he is. <laughs> you could you could add him to your library for add sure. Add him to your library. Like, give him your diary entry, and of, of course, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. All of those show, all of those things are down there in the show notes below. So give that a little clickety click and see all of our linkity links. That's, that's what they say in the business. I'm going to send it over to Daniel, who has some amazing announcements. Yes, I do. Welcome to the announcement segments of this episode of the Movie Podcast. Uh, if you didn't see, uh, this past weekend, we dropped our review for Those Who Wish Me Dead. This is the Taylor Sheridan film starring Angelina Jolie. Uh, we also have a review up of Wrath of Man, Without Remorse, Mortal Kombat, all of our reviews and reactions to The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mythic Quest, Everlight, Love and Monsters, Shiva Baby, The Unholy, Godzilla vs. Kong. There is so many, or there are so many reviews available on the movie podcast feed, so why would you go anywhere else? Exactly. I'm kidding. There's lots of great sources out there. But no, no, no. Make sure you don't go anywhere else. Nope. Don't do it. You heard it from Shay. Uh, our giveaway also wrapped up, so thank you so much to everybody who joined our um, our 100, our 100, uh, our 100 <laughs> episode giveaway. Um that we had running on our socials in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we had so many amazing people um, enter that and congratulations to the winner of that. Hope you're, hope you're using that uh, gift card. Well, uh, we are affiliates of P link. Uh, so we, you've heard us talk about P link before those, they are those short little URLs that we use on Twitter um, and they'll get you to the right place every single time, no matter what podcast service or device you're using. Um, so if you have an iPhone, we'll bring you to the podcast apps, Android, Spotify, whatever you want. Um, but it gives you lots of options, and um, we're so happy to be affiliates of them. So if you run a podcast, definitely check them out. Uh, this week on the movie podcast feed, uh, you could check me out on Cinema Scene. I'm, I'm on all month long with Eric, our friend over at Untitled Movie Podcast. So definitely watch that. Uh, the link for that is in our show notes as well, too. Or if you have Rogers TV... Look for my face. Uh, Army of the Dead, uh, the new Zack Snyder film, we will have our review out this week. Not too sure which day we'll have it, but make sure you're following us on our socials to see when. Uh, we're going to have a review of MODOK, the brand new uh, Hulu or I guess Disney star uh, animated series. And maybe Spiral from the Book of Saw. Who knows? Who knows? It's all up in the air. We're going to be seeing nothing matters. We're going to be seeing that Spiral from the Book of Saw review for years to come. It's, it's just going to be the ongoing, <laughs> the running. It's going to be Matt Damon joining show. Jimmy Kimmel. We just it'll just never happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? Who knows? Thank you so much, Daniel, for for those announcements. Let's jump into the news. It sounded. It, it looks. It, sounded, it looks good. Like I'm looking at these wavelengths right now. And they're looking pretty girthy. Yeah. You know. 
they look pretty girthy, pretty pretty in line with one another. Yeah, yeah. We're all synced up. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. First bit of news, really big one actually. How the Golden Globes canceled themselves. This is coming from Chris Lee of Vulture. The cancellation of next year's Golden Globes was hardly a foregone cr- conclusion. Yes, the controversy has been mounting for months. First, from Los Angeles Times exposés in February that highlighted the association's insult. Insular culture, millions of dollars of self-dealing payments, and total exclusion of black members. Then, an open letter signed by more than 100 Hollywood publicity firms calling for profound and lasting change. Time's Up published a list of suggested reforms. Last week, Scarlett Johansson urged fellow celebs to step back from the HFPA. And on Monday, Tom Cruise returned his three globe statuettes in symbolic protest. But until Monday, NBC was still planning to air the Golden Globes next year. To hear it from a, from a cross-section of entertainment industry insiders with deep ties to the association, NBC's announcement this week that it would not air the 2022 Globes broadcast comes down to a self-inflicted wound by the H- HFPA, a preventable disaster for which the free buffet-loving press cable has no one to blame but itself. The association has long been considered corrupt by critics and other members of the press, but that's not what people are mad about. Uh, The HFPA now faces the most serious crisis in its 77-year history because a bunch of separate Hollywood factions led by a lightning brigade of entertainment publicists finally decided to call out the organization they grimly tolerated and secretly hated for so many years under the guise of pushing for more progressive politics. Oh my goodness, Anthony! What 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 do you think about this? Because I know you're you're very in tune with the the awards culture, and I, I'm curious how did you how did you feel about that? Yeah, this was huge news that uh, came down the pipeline this week. It was crazy to hear that this is the, that we're not getting a Golden Globes, but I think the article says it all well. Like self inflicted wound. This is something that has been building up for, I guess, 77 years. And it's now come to that point where people are fed up. There is, you know, lack of diversity within the Golden Globes. There is uh, corruption on the highest level. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait for an HBO documentary on this whole thing. Because <laughs> I'm, I want to know exactly how for so many years, they got away with it. And it's it's crazy. You see actors are now standing in protest, Tom Cruise being a big one, uh, sending out his awards back to, to, the, um, to the, I guess, the HFPA. And it's, it's a change. Press. Yeah. yeah, it's a change. It's a huge change. And hopefully it's a change for the better. Hopefully um, other people will see this as, you know, a rebuilding of the brand and getting diversity in there, getting people like podcasters in there. Who knows? Like we're critics. We we can provide great feedback and be part of mm-hmm. that award ceremony. And it's, it was just, it's crazy. Like this is not surprising. You know, the corruption is everywhere. And you look at it, especially with big or- organizations in the States and how they manipulate and, and design a, an award ceremony to, be a certain way but the crazy part is 77 years of this is absolutely shocking 
Yeah, no, I you, you hit the nail on the head. And again, I'll be um, I'll be transparent when the when we talk about the HFPA, that is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, if you've ever watched the Golden Globes, you've definitely heard them thank them all the time. So that's what that is. Daniel, what about yourself? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, what I really liked about this news that came out is that it just goes to show that it's not just people that are being held accountable for things now. Is that it could be whole on organizations and award shows. And uh, I think that's really important to see that um, we we saw that, you know, you know what? It's not just a, a few bad apples as we so oftenly hear. You know, it's the whole goddamn bunch. And the, the bushel they, of just, apples is the bushel. It was it was the tree from the roots. There was something wrong there and they decided to pull the plug. Should it have done been done sooner? Yes. Was there a long line of corruption and racism and other things that happened the years prior that this should have been looked at a lot sooner? Yes. But it just goes to show when you have big enough people make or people with enough uh, pull to make their voices heard, things will change. You know, we heard Scarlett Johansson speak up against this. We saw Tom Cruise was sending back his Golden Globes. Uh, we saw a, a bunch of different outlets talking about this. It shouldn't have to just come to that for this change to come. But it's nice to see that people that have such big followings, that have such big presence in Hollywood, vocalize themselves because this is what happens. Change happens. And we need more of that. And you know what? Death to the Golden Globes. See ya. See you never. Who knows? Uh, they'll probably going to be come back, or maybe they're going to be like a, a couple different award shows that it's not even a show. It's just oh, here's a press release of who won this year. You mm-hmm. know, I think these organizations need to be all on alert, saying, "Hey, you can't operate this way anymore. This is yeah. not where the world is anymore, yeah. and we won't stand for it anymore." So I yeah. think it's good news. Yeah, no, no, you, you guys, you guys totally said everything that needed to be said. You know, I look back at. Uh, Ricky Gervais whenever he would host and how he would literally be calling out the awards show that he's hosting um, do you guys see maybe the the like the critics choice awards or something else taking over for this I think that I think they the critics choice is taking over the time slot okay um, cool cool I think the critics choice award is going to take over the uh, the time slot that was there so um, maybe we'll see other things kind of move around. We know the Oscars is still aiming for the February, March correct, slot. Correct. So maybe that will go sooner. Who knows? But um, as of right now, I'm this. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. They did it to themselves, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's a question for you guys as well. Uh, how do you think Tom Cruise sent back his awards? Do you think it was just DHL and UPS or do you think he did some mission impossible stunt to get it back? That's that's the real I'm question. I'm surprised he just didn't just uh, toss him off the uh, toss him off like the Burj Khalifa or something like that. Maybe he know? did. He should have just. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, Anthony, what do you it's, think? I like. I was shocked that it was Tom Cruise who was giving out his giving back his awards. I, I didn't expect him to be the first person in this um, in the side of protest. I didn't expect that. I thought, you know, it would, I didn't even think like, yeah, you know, I'm going to send back my awards. So hearing Tom Cruise, which is good. It's a good sign. It's a good, you know, image for him to, to be in this situation. Cause he does have other, you know, things that are in his past that mm-hmm. people are criticizing him for. Mm-hmm. So it's good that he's showing a solidarity for the cause. Hopefully 
this might change other things about him as well. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird initially when I when I saw that he was sending it back. I was like, oh, that's so soon. Isn't he busy filming Mission Impossible right now? Like, how is that top of mind for him? Um, you know, like, unless, it doesn't matter. He's unless. just like, cut, cut, cut. I got to send these back, you know? Where, where, who, who, where's my globes, guy? Yeah. Give me right. my globes. Does he carry them? Why do you have yeah. them with you? Does he have them with him when he goes on, like, film shoots? He does. They're he just, does. they're he weighing him down? Between takes. Maybe he, maybe he uses them as weights for, like, you know, when he's doing a stunt or something. That's why his legs look so toned. Because he's always what carrying them when he walks. What is the sign of the Scientology Awards coming out? You know what? Like I over. hope not, man. We have, we have been trying to get nominated for the Scientology Awards every year so far that we've been doing this podcast. And every yeah. year they keep saying the same thing. You guys aren't Scientologists, so stop trying to apply. <laughs> and you know what? There's always next year is what I say. There's yeah. always next year. Yeah. yeah. Now, was one of you guys thinking about converting? Because then that might make it easier for us. Now, I was thinking of that million-year contract, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's not that many years. Wait, is it only a million years? It's only a million years. Daniel, oh, that's nothing. This is it. Now you got to sign up. Guys, hold on. Let me just go to the website really quickly. <laughs> I think now. it's just I'll sign up. Yeah, it's, it's just signup.scientology.com. <laughs> it's very. We're all, we're all there. It's in the Wait, show notes down below. Profile of us somehow. <laughs> it's our letterbox. How, how do they know who we are? It's our letterbox page. <laughs> God. Oh man. All right. Let's let's get into the next story here, and it is Shang Chi Free Guy will play in theaters for forty five days. Before for home. It sounds like one movie. <laughs> Shang-Chi, free guy. It's they, Shang-Chi, the free guy. <laughs> they, they didn't want to call it in the Ten Rings anymore. They're like, Shang-Chi, he's a free guy. Don't worry about that it. It's all good. It sounds like the, uh, it sounds like, like the, the European title for it. So oh, it's, yeah. It's Shang-Chi here. But, but in Europe, free guy in Russia. Free guy. Yeah, in Russia, yeah, they, they call, call it free, free guy. guy there. <laughs> this is coming from Adam B. Vary of Variety. Marvel Studios, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and 20th Century's Free Guy will open in movie theaters exclusively. And this is, this is what Disney CEO Bob Chappick announced during the <laughs> a Q2 earnings call on Thursday. I can't say his name without saying it how we say it. Uh, but both films will only play in theaters for 45 days before transitioning to home viewing on VOD and streaming. The decision is the final nail in the coffin for the traditional 90-day exclusive theatrical window that had been the industry standard for decades before COVID-19 pandemic. Shang-Chi, which opens on September 3rd, and Free Guy, which opens on August 13th, are Disney's first pure theatrical releases since the 20th century film The New Mutants opened on August 28th. Chepek said that the decision to release Shang-Chi and Free Guy exclusively into theaters was based on recent signs of increased confidence in movies going, but he also indicated that Disney will continue to pursue its new hybrid release framework as movie theaters in the U.S. and the rest of the world attempt to return to a new normal. Daniel, give us your give us your tea on this. You want some tea, eh? Uh, honestly, you know, this is great. I mean, we we keep seeing a bunch of different studios adapt to this change. Um, we know Universal was really the first ones to come out of the gate with this last year, and it caused a lot of, you know, I guess, turmoil at the time, but um, they were really thinking ahead at that time, saying, you know what? Maybe this pandemic is going to last longer than people think it's going to last. And I think that's great. I like that Bob Chippick also said that uh, this is like their premier access is something they're going to be looking at, like continuing on uh, from here as well, too. 
Who knows if Shang-Chi will also go premiere access. It'll probably be a later decision, but hopefully we're in a better spot once that comes to theaters. Uh, we know Jungle Cruise was also their their most recent announcement, which we'll have in our quick updates later, that will be premiere access as well. Um, so this is great news. It's nice to know that gone are the days of us, you know, having a movie come out in theaters and then, oh, Avengers is coming out in May. We won't really get to see it at home until maybe mid to late September. You know, now it's going to be like, hey, Shang-Chi is coming out in September. You could watch it the second week of October at home on Disney Plus for no additional cost. That's awesome. And I think that's that's the future. And especially for those studios that have their own streaming service like Disney, this is going to be huge for them. And this is only going to drive up those subscription numbers because now you're just getting constantly mm-hmm. Disney Plus content and theatrical content going there a lot sooner. So this is great. This is great news. And we all win from this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Disney Plus is is just it's a behemoth right now. The fact that it has as many subscribers as it does in the shortest amount of time and is and went from being that that streaming service that I was like, maybe I'll, I'll check it out and see what's on there to now like, oh, no, I know something's definitely on there that I can watch is is great for our money. And again, it is the least expensive streaming service that I have as well. Yeah, and probably the one that I've been using the most in the last yeah uh, in the last few months, just because with the Star Edition and everything like that, there's so many things to watch. There's a lot. And then weekly, it's it's getting us to come back now yeah. all the time with these new shows. Anthony, what about yourself? Yeah, I I really I really like this agreement that they have. The 45 day window is fantastic. It allows people who want to see it at theaters, and then those who want to see it right after the theaters, this is a great opportunity to, to help or benefit both worlds. Um, I always thought the, the release window from theater to home release was so long and it just built frustration of waiting, especially when you know a movie could be available so quickly nowadays. I, I think this is a great decision by Disney. Now, I yeah, I agree with you there. And I, I think the, the verbiage they use is very specific when they say both films will only play in theaters for 45 days before transitioning to home viewing on VOD and streaming. That, I think that still leaves the idea that, you know, you can still watch it in the theater after the 45 days. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, so at least at least – you know, for us theater purists and stuff, we, we know that we still have that opportunity because there's been times where, you know, two months into a film's release, I'll just be bored on a Tuesday and be like, oh, let me go check that out again because I have the time. So it's nice that the options are still there because at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a variety and options. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think uh, I obviously this is a more extreme example, but like, you know, I think back to when we were kids and, you know, waiting for movies to come out on a VHS. Like I was just looking up Lion King. For oh, my example. God. Years it would take, Lion, it felt. Lion King came out in theaters um, June 1994, but it didn't come out on VHS until March 3rd, 1995. So it's like that's a long time. And for, you know, for parents now who are looking to like what where's the best streaming platform for my kids to watch movies and to watch newer films why wouldn't they have disney plus mm-hmm, who yeah. like we know pretty much everyone we know has disney plus now like why wouldn't you have disney plus at this point for the yes. shows and movies coming but um 45 <clears throat> days that's amazing that's like that's a dream come true not yeah. having to wait that long and you're getting it with the extras with bonus content with the making of and in 4k dolby vision all of that stuff so like you're getting yeah. the best of both worlds 
and you're not having to wait for the physical media release you'll be able to watch it right away awesome it's great yeah Catherine Hahn to join Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, and Edward Norton in Knives Out 2. This is coming from Justin Kroll of Deadline. After playing a nosy neighbor with a secret in Marvel's WandaVision, Catherine Hahn looks to have found another fun role where the character may also be keeping some sort of secret. Sources tell Deadline, Hahn is set to join Daniel Craig in the next installment, which Netflix recently landed the rights to. Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, and Edward Norton were also recently added to the cast. Deadline first reported then March that Netflix was closing a deal north of $400 million for the next two installments, a historic deal for streamers. Plot details are unknown at this time other than Craig returning to solve another mystery involving a large cast of suspects. It is also unknown who Monet will be playing this pick. The production is set to start this summer in Greece. Look, if you haven't been cast in Knives Out 2 yet, you cl- you need to talk to your agent because this is – everyone's getting cast as well. My mom just came up to me and said that she's cast in the movie, so I don't know what's going on. It's crazy It was right this and, uh, and Secret Invasion that I felt like every day yeah. we were getting news of somebody new joining it. And look, every single um, person that's joining wow. this movie so far is like – I'm totally here for it. Uh, yeah, Anthony, what do you what do you think? I enjoy all these actors and actresses um, on this list. I haven't watched Knives Out, so I don't know much about the story yet. I know I own it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. But I'm I'm super stoked for, for these guys to, to be part of this team and now to have a sequel. And again, I don't I can't really say how excited I am because I haven't really seen the first one yet. But I think this is a great cast that's, mm-hmm. you know, being built for it. Does it entice you to want to watch the first one now? No, not really. But, <laughs> uh, I will watch it. I just, I don't know. I haven't had a chance. I think I have to be in the mood for, for it. And I haven't been in the mood yet. I'd yeah, say super it's, it's light enough. It's light. It's a light film. I, I never thought Knives Out was heavy or, you know, it, it's something that I even feel like you could even have in the background if you wanted to. As much yeah, as you want no, to pay I, attention. I don't, I don't want to do, I would, I would want to pay attention. To oh, for sure. I, no, I first time for sure. Good things about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, this is a great cat. I love Chanel Monet. And I, I'm super stoked to see Batista in there. I think his roles every year get better and better. And he's like the only wrestler who actually does great roles and picks great movies. Not yeah. like the rock who just does rock movies or now John Cena who just does John Cena movies. He's kind of like the mini rock, but uh, Dave Patisse is very unique with his movie choices and they're very, they stand out and they're very timeless choices that he picks. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, he makes great decisions when he chooses his films. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Ed Norton is the only one I'm, eh, you know, he's always has, issues with making movies with other people he's a difficult person they work with right yeah yeah so i'm i'm curious to see if he's going to how big a role he has or if he's going to be difficult he's just a difficult like you know it like in hollywood you know like he's just a difficult person to work with either if he's making his own movie which we know was a bust where he called in those all his his 
people all his favors all his favors to make a movie no one watched yeah um, motherless brooklyn was the name i yeah. remember because we were we were there during the tiff premiere yeah of it and yeah there's a lot of big names in the movie but also like it didn't get the biggest buzz no. um and i you know i think back to like uh, i used to watch the bonus features for the incredible hulk all the time yeah um and like that was a big reason why marvel didn't want to work with him again is because he wanted control of final cut he wanted control of like a lot of different aspects of the character he rewrote the scripts um so there was just like a lot of different uh things about uh the film that like he likes having control over but i think a movie like knives out that's so director driven so director like ryan johnson's vision for it Mm -hmm. um i think people just want to kind of play game now and they just want to see what's uh see what's going to come of it and and i love knives out i think it was one of my favorite films of 2019 um I'm so stoked for this cast and it's just cool because the first movie had such an an insanely great cast of all just A-listers mm-hmm. um, and this looks to be more of the same. So I'm really excited to see uh, where this goes from here. I'm so glad Catherine Hahn is getting the respect she deserves, man. They're putting the respect on her name hard down. She's getting, yeah. she's getting what she needs. Sure. Her, uh, her, I think just, uh, her uh, like salary probably just skyrocketed two after one edition oh, totally because obviously she's been a known person for so long but i think after something like wandavision that just like just i think just threw her to the front of everybody's like minds um that's awesome and i i'm really excited to see uh who done it and in, in this next movie <laughs> exactly that we have some quick updates so i'm gonna kick it over to anthony for those quick updates quick quick I was gonna say quick, quick. Are we also gonna see it? Yeah, man. Oh man, that, that's why we're we're you know on the same wavelength. So in in terms of quick updates, we got Disney's Jungle Cruise starting Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt is set to debut on Disney Plus Premiere Access. So this is huge. Uh, I think it was announced uh, a couple of months ago that it was going to be theaters only, and then it changed to um, Premiere Access this week. The Righteous Gemstones adds. Jason Schwartzman, Eric Andre, and Eric Roberts to season two. Interesting uh, cast there. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't, can't wait. wait. <laughs> Thomas uh, Bazucha, Let Him Go, and Ali Salim, The Looming Tower, to direct Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion series. So, again, this is another movie that has two directors. Really, really cool to see. Or, uh, I guess, TV series that has two directors. Focus Features sets April 8th, 2022 release for Rod Robert Eggers' revenge thriller, The Northman, and Enola Holmes 2 in the works with Millie Bobby Brown and Henry, Henry Cavill returning. Some great, uh, some great little uh, updates this week. I think, uh, you know, when we look at like Jungle Cruise, it goes to show that Disney is going to be flexible with with uh, their releases and their strategy for releasing these films, either on premiere access and in theaters. Uh, Righteous Gemstones, I think, is one of the best shows in the last couple years. So definitely uh, check that out. Uh, we spoke about Let Him Go back in October uh, when we had a review come out, and um, Shay and I both watched The Looming Tower recently um and it's cool to see the directors of those of those movies and and series now going on to doing um a marvel secret invasion show which i think is going to be massive uh and enola holmes too like i'm so stoked for that because i really dug the first movie so i'm excited to see more of that yeah the um there isn't there isn't anything in here that i was kind of like oh okay i mean i'm not i'm not too 
sure about the Northman, but seeing those directors for Secret Invasion, amazing. Uh, Enola Holmes, too. I'm really excited for that. But what I'm most excited for is The Righteous Gemstones. Is that season one? Man, it feels like it's forever ago, too. When like when did we watch that? 2019? 2019, yeah. yeah. That was uh, 2019 that show came oh, out. Oh, my goodness. And uh, What a great show. What a great like, show. What an absolute great show that came out in uh, August of 2019. If you have an HBO subscription or if you're in the States with HBO Max, The Righteous Gemstones – you just got to watch it. It is just – it's got a stack cast with uh, Danny McBride, uh, John Goodman, um, that Adam – Adam I, I always forget his name, but he's from Modern Family and uh, Workaholics. Oh, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Is it Adam yeah. Levine? Yeah, because I think I was – uh, Sorry, Adam, Adam Devine. 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 Not, not Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam, Adam Levine, Levine is the uh, singer. That's uh, why. I always used to confuse uh, them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's in it too, actually. Um, and also, like, Eddie, Eddie Patterson, who I think is just – steals every scene she's in in this oh, show easily so and walton goggins funny. as well walton goggins of course yeah there's a great cast great cast uh, the guy uh what's his name skyler uh gizondo who i he's the annoying kid from vacation with Ed. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh Really good in it, too. Great cast. Absolutely great cast. Really funny show. And one of the catchiest songs to end that show as well, man. Don't sing it, though, Daniel. Don't sing it. I know you want to. <laughs> you can sing it. It's going to be stuck it, in my head now. <laughs> if you're like, if you're a fan of uh, Vice Principles, which was another Danny McBride series that came out before this, it's kind of like that humor. That's that funny, like real, but also Danny McBride humor. Yeah. And in, in now in the form of a televangelist yeah. so good yeah yeah totally agree with you guys let's jump into trailers 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 oh, oh damn i thought you were gonna go I, into, I, I thought you were gonna go into the song almost trailers. what song I, like the one from righteous gemstones i don't know why this be We've got so good, yo. That song slaps. It does slap. Where's the remix? I, I want the remix though. Like, give me the. Uh, I'll, I'll get it done. Yeah, I'll make you. a call. Thank you. Uh, we've got a lot of great trailers as well this week. Uh, we got our first look at Venom. Let there be carnage. Do it, sit, Shay. Bring it back. <laughs> Venom. This is for the. This. That's for our, you know, the day one. The OG so fans. I'm with you, the YouTube page. Yeah. Uh, Venom. Review Venom back in 2018, yeah. You guys can't see my tongue, well, luckily, um, but it's doing a lot of things right now that, uh, well, yeah, are probably legal in a lot of states, I'll be honest. I wish I turned your camera off. <laughs> Don't worry. My videos are being deleted as I speak. <laughs> uh, the Forever Perch. Friends reunion special, which we've been obviously seeing on uh, everyone's Facebook feed for like the past 20 years, you know, so it's finally yeah. happening now. Uh, the Sparks Brothers, The Green Knight, Stillwater, and Lizzie's Story, Army of the Dead, and Riders of Justice. A uh, couple ones that I those I, sorry, go those ahead. aren't trailer shade. <laughs> those are out. This oh, week. I'm so sorry. I I, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like oh, I don't remember like a, a trailer coming out for them. My that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> but hey, uh, spoiler alert. Those are coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> we might have gotten trailers for them. We don't know. We could have. We've very. They well probably released them like this week. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. You know what? I when I read out this week, I was like, ah, oh, that's that's probably another movie that we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
Venom. Let there be carnage. Let's talk about that one because that one's going to be a, definitely a topic right now. Game, what would you think of the the Venom trailer? Listen, this is I think this first trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage um is a lot better th- than the first trailer we got for the first Venom movie. Um in the sense that we're actually seeing Venom and we're seeing the characters, the CG characters of this movie. Um it's interesting cuz this movie was supposed to be technically going to come out last October. Uh but now it's coming out this September or this October. Um I would have. It's funny because we kept seeing news of this movie. We kept reporting it on the movie podcast. Hey, uh, Andy Serkis is directing this, and this Academy Award winning cinematographer is shooting this. And like we were kept getting news of like this insane uh, group of like just professionals joining the production of this film. Um, and then we got this first trailer, and it just feels very much like the same as the first movie. Just like the look and feel and the comedy. And obviously, you don't always ex- want to like anticipate like a 180 in terms of like difference of quality or anything. But it just feels like almost like this. these could have been like a deleted scenes from the first movie. And it wouldn't have felt any different. Um, I'm hope I'm wrong. I love Andy Serkis. I don't have as much faith in him as a director. But um, obviously, we'll be there to watch this movie. I just I don't know how much how good it's going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anthony, what about you? You know, the opening shot of this trailer is Venom and Tom Hardy. Brock, yeah. You know, making breakfast. And all I kept thinking was, <laughs> man, this guy's house is a disaster. <laughs> like, I just kept thinking, oh, my God, like, just there's a mess everywhere. But it, you know, it had its humor. I, I, for some reason, I really like Woody Harrelson's Carnage and mm-hmm. his portrayal of it, just based on the on the trailer that was that we got. The CG looks really good. Um, the voice, everything, like it. I there was certain nods to the Daily Bugle being in there. We, I know, we saw like Avengers. There was like a, a still of a newspaper of. Yeah, I think it's in there. I think it said. I think it was saying passengers. That's sure? also that's also a rumor like too. Yeah, dissecting it. Yeah, that it said passengers. But yeah, like, yeah, hopefully this can build a universe and be part of that universe with Spider-Man. And I think that's maybe where they're going with these characters. But uh, yeah, I I don't have much to say about it. It's a Venom film. Like, yeah, it looks cool. Carnage looks great. But what story are they going to give me out of these two? Yeah, Carnage. Carnage does look great. I really dug the poster as well. But just like what Daniel was saying, you know, I don't have much faith in Andy Circus. The movies that he's directed so far are not even are ones I did not like at all, actually. And yeah, the first Venom film, I, I can appreciate its campiness and its comedy, but overall it's not a good movie you know there's it's still pretty silly um so i'm hoping this one is at least uh on a better path but yeah i guess we'll see venom makes me laugh though that's that's one thing that i'll say what do you got yeah he, he like there was a couple moments where i laughed out loud uh just like of how this ridiculous the voice like, i think is. when he comes into the the convenience store and he um yeah he talks in korean i think and i was like yeah okay i'm just like okay um, I'm, you know what? They know what they're doing with this. They're, yeah. they're going all out. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. Um, what did you guys think of the look of carnage though? I, I dug it. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's quick. 
that we got to see. So I didn't really get a proper look, but I, I, I dug it. it yeah, I, good, yeah, I liked it. I It looks very comic booky. Like it looks like some like what he looks like in the comic book with his multiple appendages that come out, like his octopus type of venomous mm-hmm. um, tentacles. Yeah. yeah, he looks he looks great. And like I said, I think Woody Harrelson might be the, you know, the the one who steals the show in this one. Yeah, there's going to be carnage. <laughs> As he says. Did he say it in a south, like a southern accent because I know Carnage is like southerner. Like he's like a from the deep south. I think he's, he's got a bit of a twang to his voice that Woody Harrelson yeah. normally does, but I don't know if it's yeah. full on Woody was just smoking up before. That's why he was just. He did. He definitely did light that's up. That's how he turns. He's like, the let carnage, me smoke you know? before I do this roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Friends reunion special. We we. It's literally just them walking in the back lot. Uh, so nothing to really. <laughs> what a, they literally. That looks like like one of their like PAs on the film, where it's just like behind them. They're like, oh, let me record this using not even slow motion no. on my phone, just like the normal camera app. And then they slowed it down like shit. This will look good as a trailer because it looks grainy as hell. And oh, yeah. It's definitely shot on a phone. Oh, like an um, iPhone 7 so like, too. You know? And I'm like, oh, let's let's do this. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this special is coming out, what, on the 25th of May? So you would have thought that there would have been a bit more of a... Hype. A look at it. Because the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air one was... A, the reunion itself was awesome. Yes. But the trailer as well was really well made. So yes. I'm hoping we get a friend's full-on trailer as well uh, for this reunion special. Because I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. Are we getting this reunion special uh, in Canada on Crave? Do we know about that yet? Yes, we are. Okay, yeah. Cool. So this will – because it's a, it's a HBO Max original. Right. So HBO Max originals will make their way to Crave. Uh, but that doesn't include, obviously, the the movies, premiere movies. Right, right. Like the HBO Max deal. But HBO Max originals will come to Crave. What are your expect expectations with these reunions? Like, what, like, I'm trying to understand. Like, what's the purpose of it? Like, it's just, it's almost like to feel fill in a void of nostalgia in your sure. in, in some people, and they're like, oh, they're back, but they're not making a show together. No, you're going to talk right. about this show that we we kind of we know. Like, if you watch Friends or even throughout the history of after it ended, there's so many interviews about the show. They're going to re- talk about. I guess stories that maybe you didn't know. Right. But I'm, I just, what's the purpose? Like at the end of the day, what do we gain out of this? I think it's just more like of a retrospect on the show. Cause obviously the show, uh, this was supposed to come out to line up, I guess with the show's 25th anniversary. Right. Right. Um, and I like, I think the fresh Prince one was so well made. Um, so I'm hoping the same thing for the friends one. I just, I'd prefer this over an actual season to be honest with you. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, do I want a season? Like, do you want, uh, do I want another season of friends where it's just, you know, the same style of jokes or a 2021 version of the friends sitcom? Like, I don't want that. Like there's shows that are, I think better left in the time and place that they came out of. That's why we, we see so many of these new, um, uh, throwback series coming back with revival series that don't really get the the love of the original because they just that that magic was kind of gone the nostalgia's kind of gone but like you said anthony i think this will they'll will feed that nostalgia vibe this will just seeing these six actors on the same stage together will be enough to satisfy 
satisfies people's hunger to see them together again and talk about this show. Right. Because they've all kind of gone their separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, if you were intrigued by the Sparks Brothers trailer that came out as well, we have our review for it in the podcast feed. So please go ahead and give that a look. Um, it's directed by Edgar Wright. Sparks Brothers is, is a band that maybe you haven't heard of. So it's your favorite band's favorite band. Yeah. So so definitely give that a, a listen to as well. And the other trailer that I want to talk about is The Green Knight. Man, man, Anthony, hit us with your Green Knight impressions. It gave me feelings of 80s fantasy adventure, like movies. Like, like Neverending Story? Neverending Story or uh, Legend or Lady Hawk or Labyrinth. These were, we don't get a lot of fantasy adventures anymore that take place during some sort of, you know, I don't know, 13th century, 14th century medieval works. Um, and this one looks so well made and it has characters that you know you're going to enjoy there's like this tree dude and a fox that talks and it just it just gives i don't know if he talks actually but he does i think he does yeah he does talk um but it's just like it gives me that nostalgia from those time those movies from the 80s that did fantasy adventures so well um that we are missing out of you know this generation what was the what was the last fantasy adventure Guy Ritchie's Arthur, which <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, I mean it's true, yeah, it's very true. You know, like uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since we had like a full on just I think fantasy film, and I think obviously A two four is just mm-hmm. so damn good at the films that they release and marketing them and all of that. Um, I think they even put out a board game of the Green Knight. Uh, yeah, they do. It's on their website. I'm looking at it. Um, I'm like, and that's so cool that they 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 do those kind of things because you could just tell that they love movies and they want to celebrate the movies that they make. Right. So it's uh, it's really cool to see that. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a Dev Patel summer. So I'm excited for that. Uh, let's see. A hundred percent. Let's see what we get. And I already spoiled it for everybody here, uh, here, but out this week we have army of the dead on Netflix and riders of justice on PVOD. <laughs> yeah, you, all gave right. him, you gave him the little tease earlier. I gave I, I I spoiled it and then I went back to it again for you all. <laughs> and don't forget, you can follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd to see what we're watching, reviewing, and talking about. We also want to know what you're watching, so please write in with your reviews and check out our show notes for all those links and more. Now let's get to what we're watching. I'm gonna start off at the very, very top of this list with the letter A. For Daniel, uh, Daniel. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll go with Anthony. Anthony, what are you oh, watching? Oh, okay. I see. So I see. This week, I, uh, we, well, you, you've heard our review if you've been listening to our show, The Women in the Window. So I put that on. I finished Invincible, which I really, really dug. Um, man, there was a lot of death in those last. That subway that last scene? Episode. Oh, my gosh. So much blood. Um, but really, really well done. Really, really well done uh, TV series. And I can't wait for season two. Uh, I put on The Crime of the Century, which is on Crave. It's an HBO original uh, documentary on the opioid crisis in the States. And my gosh, it's fucking wild. What a wild documentary. I didn't think I like I watched the first four or five minutes. I'm like, oh, I hope it's not boring because it's a little boring. But then it picks up and you learn about, you know, Oxycontin and fentanyl and what were their purposes and how these pharma companies knew that this 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 pill was 
was highly addictive and they still produced it and they upped the price on it. And then poor people who were like these pills were designed for people who were dying of cancer to ease their pain and how they were given to people who had the littlest pain or even severe pain. And then they got hooked on it. And then, you know, to get even a bigger high, they went to other drugs and it was just like a gateway drug. And it's just super awful. And man, in the States, especially how they do, like each state has their own like pharma pharmaceutical laws and how doctors and you hear you see these stories in movies and you see these stories in um, documentaries where you know there's doctors who are corrupt who just freaking sign off prescriptions on these painkillers and you would go to another state to pick up and it just this revolving door of people overdosing kids snorting it corruption corruption money money and it's just and it's still to this day, there's no, there's no law against these, you know, drugs being used. It's awful, but what an eye-opener. And it's like the fucking Wild West out there, man. I'm telling you, it's like the Wild <laughs> West. It's, we, you know, we talk about, oh, these are the good things that are coming out of the States. But man, these are the bad things that are fucking up that country. I think what's um, just really interesting, Anthony, just uh, before you continue with that, it's 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 always funny, like when we see these movies coming out with or these documentaries coming out and it's such a there's almost like an innocent side to maybe to a lot of people in the States, too. But at least here in Canada, um, we're not a perfect country by any means. But when you when you see that some like what what's allowed by some of these pharmaceutical companies and uh, the government and all these like backdoor loopholes and stuff like that, you're just like, man, like it's kind of it's like really scary. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and as much as I didn't really like the movie, I care a lot. It did at least uh, uh, it did at least enlighten me to like the whole concept of uh, like caregivers and like not caregivers. Uh, what are they called? Uh, guardianships and stuff guardianships, like that that yes. goes on that's allowed and i'm just like my god like it really is scary um the things that are allowed and are fully okay by the government and different corporations so um i'll definitely have to give this one a watch yeah like it's crazy we watch i think we all watch crisis right remember with yeah uh, you know beginning of this Army year right Hammer, mr vamp oh that movie crisis um, yeah crisis, the- yeah with did you watch it, Anthony? Uh, Daniel? Ah, I'm, I can't. I can't. It was like a month or two ago that we got it. It was the one with the opioids. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't end up. Watching I, it, I think no. you and I watched it, Anthony. Yeah, okay. you guys watched it. So a lot of the things that they were talking about in that, in that documentary, they you know they talked about in that movie, and it was just shocking that it was just so real. Like this documentary did such a great job of telling you. Like these are real stories that are mm-hmm. happening and no one cares about it. And it's all because of money and corruption. It's like, yeah, we could say a lot that, you know, we're not a perfect country either, but this, this would never have happened here because we have rules and laws, but in the States, you know, when you're a doctor, you're not, you're, you, you get paid by the people, right? right. So if you keep making prescriptions, no matter what, like these people, you're in getting, business, you're in business. And that's all you were doing. And there is nothing saying that this is illegal. Yeah. Because this pill is designed to ease pain. So you come into my office and say, I have pain in my shoulder. Okay, I'm going to give you this, this oxy. Or I'm going to give you this fentanyl. And you can use it. And there's no, no one saying this is against the rules or this right. is against the law. Because there's every, all the laws say, no, Do it's it. legal. Yeah. 
and there was one there was one video i sent you the video guys of this dude he was a, a drug addict and his doctor knew that and his doctor who was corrupt would connect with a pharmaceutical salesperson who wanted to test out these bigger oxycotton drugs on him and because he because they knew he had some sort of tolerance they wanted to test out how much he could take before he started to like feel off and and they were like i guess they're these pills are measured by milligrams right this was a 160 milligram pill he was taking 30 of these a day or 26 to Jeez. 27 he said it was like eating cheerios like it took me 15 minutes to go through them all each day and My they were God. just they were paying for these pills and these pills are expensive right but they wanted to see how far they can go with this dude and see what the causes of it. They were guinea pigging and he didn't know. He thought, oh, I do have pain because I you know, had a back surgery and I'll take it. But he kept, he kept taking it. Nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad. Like He kept the friggin' bill bottle. The pill pot bottle. Of <laughs> the it, bill like, bottle? <laughs> 26. Who's, who's Dr. Pill Pottle? Yeah, Bill Pottle over here. Uh. And like, imagine a doctor saying, I like, even if some, a doctor said to me, no, you have to take 26 of these a day. I'm like, oh, I, I want to, that's, that's a little expensive. Let, little, let me see your license. Like a lot. Where's yeah, your license? Yeah. Uh, Anthony, where did you watch this uh, documentary? It was on Crave. Perfect. So it's HBO Max says, yeah. Long form, so they're about, I would say, an hour and a half each episode, but really, really well done. Cool. Um, then I put on Mayor of Easttown, starting, uh, what's her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Really, so really damn good. good. So, so damn, damn good. good. Yeah. Uh, another HBO Max original that's on Crave. Really, really well done. Character development story-wise, if, it gives me vibes of The Killing, if you've ever watched The Killing back in the day. Um, but and Evan Kate Peters Winslet. is great in it too. Yeah. And I think Kate Winslet steals the show. Her performance of this detective who's like a town hero. Who she, she had the winning shot during a basketball game and now she's become a detective. But then there's a lot of personal things that have happened in her life that, you know, happened during this story. She does a really great accent. Like she has like this Delaware accent. Um, you can't like she's such a great actress. She's like one of my favorite actresses. In the first episode, I was thinking, man, why is she doing this show? Like, it just feels like a normal show, almost like something you would watch on um, regular cable. And then the last scene of that move of that show of episode one, it just boom, it hits you hard. And every episode after that is just it it surpasses it. So really, really, really good. Um, But on Dark Side of the Ring, Nick Cage crazy episode of this wrestler who's into death matches it's like for those of you who don't know what a death match is is basically a ring filled with glass and blood and it's just you know these two guys who wrestle and they've been they're thrown through light bulbs to set on fire and it just tells the story of this dude named nick cage who was really really good at it and there's also a part of it where he fights uh, David Arquette and the story about that. Those Who Wish Me Dead with Angelina Jolie. I watched that and you'd probably hear a review of that soon or if you've been looking at our social feeds, it's up on there. And The Goonies because I wanted to have an adventure. And I love <laughs> The Goonies. And, and I'm, to this day, I'm surprised there's no sequel to The Goonies. It's such a fucking great movie. 
I mean, there've been talks about a remake, so let I me mean, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, Daniel, what about you, good sir? Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I haven't watched the latest episode yet, but I did watch last week's episode on uh, Brian Pillman. Uh, Brian Pillman. Uh, I just couldn't remember if it was Bob or Brian. Brian Pillman, phenomenal show. If you're not watching Dark Side of the Ring, make sure you watch out. You watch Dark Side of the Ring. Whoa! Uh, wait, fin- what are you gonna do to them? <laughs> make sure you watch <laughs> out. You, have you haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring? Watch Dark Side of the Ring. Watch out. I'm coming for you. Um, Ocean's 13. I finished my trilogy uh, rewatch. I haven't seen Ocean's 13 in so long, but uh, I did enjoy it a lot more than Ocean's 12 just because it feels more of a sequel to um, Ocean's 11. Uh, like Anthony, uh, downed all four episodes of Mare of Easttown. I can't wait for the new episode tonight. Um, continuing my watch of Hate Thy Neighbor which is that great show that uh, Shay was speaking last year about uh, randomly put on Godfather part two, because why not? Uh, and then I followed that up with baby driver because you know what? It was having a day. It was having a day and I needed that. Uh, Modoc is finally a show that we could talk about. We've been wanting to talk about this show literally since March. Yeah. Um, and it is such a damn good show. It's coming out this week on Disney Plus here in Canada, on Hulu in the United States. Um, and we will have a review up on the movie podcast feed one day this week. Um, I uh, randomly put on an old movie I've never heard about. It was not too old, actually. Like <laughs> 400 years old. They came together, which stars uh, Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Shane and I watched that. Um, and it's a very self-aware comedy, very meta, very aware what's going on. It was very much like Airplane, where like they do these like jokes that are just very just nods the to the audience yeah um funny i had a good time with it will i watch it again probably not but it was uh it's it's weird that i've never heard of it before uh argo and the cobbler were on television i know the same movie essentially uh but i <laughs> i ended up watching those just in the background while they were on and let me tell you the cobbler was a show or movie that um i just remember being bombarded with ads um, all across downtown Toronto on my way to school. And, you know, I thought I would escape it, but there it was on my own TV in my own house. So um, there it was. Those who wish me dead, we already have a review up on the movie podcast feed, so make sure you check that out. And uh, episode three of Star Wars The Bad Batch came out. Holy shit, this show is very dark for a kid's show. And I paid that in quotes, but it is a very dark show, especially in episode three. Uh, Anthony, I think you'll dig it if you haven't watched it yet because it's really good. Yeah, I haven't watched it. So you've yeah. watched one and two, though, right? Yes, I've like, watched I know one you watched one, but you've watched. You have, okay, good. Yeah, I think you'll dig episode three a lot. So Dope. make sure you, uh, you do that. And then Shay, take us home. Yeah, so I uh, I continued with my Saw Marathon. Um, you know, I should have really thought about this before I started it because it gets it, – it's a lot to stomach, you know. After – by Saw 3, I was like, oh, man, this, that's a lot of blood. That's a lot of limbs. And then I, I pushed forward to Saw 4, then Saw 5. And then I was like, yeah, I need a bit of a cleanse. So what do I do? I put on V for Vendetta. Uh <laughs> Is that is that much of a cleanse though? <laughs> really? I'll be honest. Uh, I haven't seen V for Vendetta since it came out, and I really liked it. Like I haven't seen it in so long, and I really, really dug this movie. Uh, I think the original was two thousand five, two thousand six. Yep. Yeah. So I haven't seen it since then, and man, I yeah, I had a really good time with this movie. I watched it with my brother, and he also really enjoyed it. So yeah, really, really good movie. Um, 
just like Daniel, I, I watch also They Came Together. Uh, there's funny moments for sure in this movie, but overall, it sometimes gets a little too hokey and a little too old with what it's trying to do. And it, the movie feels kind of cheap. Like, it feels really like it was shot oh, on a they, f- they, modest budget. They shot that over the weekend yeah. with their, their buddies in L.A. Yeah, it's just one of those. The same guy who did Wet Hot American Summer, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that that was that. Uh, what else did I watch? I, Woman in the Window, our review for that is up. Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, that review is also up. Uh, I don't know why, but I put on Hercules. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen that film. And I really, really enjoy Hercules, the animated uh, the animated movie on Disney+, Plus, not uh, the um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson one. And then from there... Have you, have you ever seen that one, though, Shay? The Dwayne The Rock Johnson one? Yeah, directed no, by Brett no, no, Ratner. no. I I had a I had screening tickets to it, and I was still like terrible. I I gave it to a friend, and I think that friend no longer talks do to you, me anymore. Do you hate that your friend? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, hey man, uh, this movie's coming out in a few weeks, but you can go see it early. They're like, yeah, sounds good to me. And I've never seen them since that day. Also, what? Where are they from? Uh, they also <laughs> Sorry, they also are a woman, so I don't know why they sounded so deep. Okay. But yeah, yeah, like yeah, Frank sounds sounds good to me. I'm okay. And then I don't know. I think I saw there was a crossover episode with Hercules and Aladdin that I totally forgot about. So I put that on, and then from there I was like, oh, let me just start the series again. So I went back to the beginning of the Hercules animated series and started watching that. You guys kept talking about Mayor of Easttown, so I put it on and I binged through four episodes last night. Uh, so I'm excited to continue tonight as well because, man, it is good. I it, Kate Winslet is so entertaining in this show. I just love seeing her and, and just she's unpredictable as well. But also she's not annoying. She's very smart in the show. So I really, mm-hmm. really, really dug it. Yes, definitely. And yes, I can finally break my silence on Modoc because man, I've been wanting to talk about this show since we got it. It is so funny. It is if you love Robot Chicken, you will absolutely love this show. If you're a fan of Patton Oswalt, you will love this show. It is so, uh, and- so funny. And just having like a, a Marvel character like Modoc, who's not really like super well known, but you know, I think this show is what you know when you look at what Harley Quinn did for Harley Quinn in the animated series. Yeah, I think this is akin to that for Modoc. Yeah, who was just like not really a known character, but it continues this trend of having these really adult humor shows, uh, like Invinci- like Invincible, Harley Quinn, this. Um, the boys are like these superheroes, but taking them in different directions. Yeah. And it's so good. It's just so, so funny. I, I hope we get a second, uh, second season because this show is really funny. And it's one of those ones that I can just kind of put on whenever knowing that it's going to be on Disney plus is such a delight on the star section. So if you have Disney plus, like Anthony said, you've already paid for it. So go ahead, watch it when it comes out. Um, I can't wait for everyone to see it and talk about it. Everybody as well. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we end today's show? Uh, just really quickly, uh, Shay, we did have an opening to the show um, that you did speak to mm-hmm. what is going on right now in Palestine. I just want to remind our uh, our listeners, our friends who listen to the show, check out our show notes. Look at all the different places where you could educate yourself, contribute, and really just make yourself aware of what's going on in the world, what's going outside. Um, things past your own front lawn um, because I think it's really important. And I think that um, we have this amazing platform of a show to talk about movies. Yes. But let's also use that platform to talk about things that are a little bit more important in the world as well too. So 
Um, thank, thank you, Shay, you. for opening the show and writing that intro. Um, and please check out our show notes to learn more about, um, yeah. about how you could help. Yeah. Thank you for that, Daniel. Thank you. And thank you to everybody else for listening to this week's episode of The Movie Podcast. Now, don't forget, you can catch a new episode of The Movie Podcast every single Monday and watch out for review episodes because they just they drop out of the sky out of nowhere. You're just one day on your phone and boom, review episode up. It's just crazy. It's it's just nuts. Uh, and this week, we're, ha- we're going to have some reviews for MODOK, Army of the Dead. And of course, it wouldn't be another week without maybe Spiral because, you know... Maybe we'll get it. Who knows? I'm I'm literally, as you said that, I was tweeting at Cineplex because they have it for pre-order on their website. Right. And I was just like, you know, what what do you guys know that we don't know? Just flip the switch. (laughs) Put it on on your server. Uh, So so be on the lookout for those episodes because you know what? If you love us, you'll love those episodes too. Make sure to follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. And, of course, our show notes at the bottom of, the, of this episode have all that information along with how to support Palestine. And that was this time with The Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. Next.